Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Unbreakable bonds for Democrats with with big parts of of their base because I, what what when when you hear about this this bond and this commitment and this compact really which is what Tim is describing a compact between white evangelical American voters and Donald Trump what where do you see that tight of a, a bond that reliable of a, a voter or, or where is the opportunity to grow some. It's um, a, a more holy alliance, frankly, between what are values only championed by one of the two major political parties, a, a belief in the importance of our democracy and a commitment to protect it. I think that's, that's, that's the million-dollar question. Mm. Uh, we see it among uh, workers who, who, who've seen uh, the, their quality of life deteriorate. We know that there's op there are opportunities among young people who are coming of age in a world that's broken. Uh, we know there are opportunities among black and Latino voters uh, for uh, the Democratic Party to begin to put forward a vision. But I think it's really important to, to really just really flesh out just for a moment, a quick moment, what Tim is suggesting. Not only is there transactionalism vis-a-vis -vis Donald Trump and white evangelical community, but there's a kind of transactionalism from the white evangelical Christian community towards Donald Trump. They need a strong, they needed a strong man to implement their vision of the world. And they've been fighting and organizing for 50 and 60 years for this. We can go back to Paul Weirich and others, Robert Billings and others. Debates around Brown v. Board, debates about sex schools, debates about the IRS clamping down on, on Christian schools. We can go down the line about the reaction to the women's movement, the reaction to the gay liberation movement. There's only, but it, it seems to me that the Democratic Party, Nicole, has been pushed by, by struggles in the street, have been pushed by movements in the street, but I don't know what's its agenda. What it, it, its agenda is apart from those movements. Mm -hmm. So what is the passion? I'm, as I said last time, I'm not sure. I'm still struggling to figure it out. But maybe it has to be from ordinary people in the streets demanding a different kind of world than what white Christian evangelicals are arguing and fighting for. Well, they're back to same old thing again. You're, you know, they always attack Christians and they always attack evangelicals and yeah, religion is always an issue with them. They're always going to attack different religious groups. Um, I would say starting with Christians because they are the largest group in the world. So um, the fact is they're trying to tie Christians to Donald Trump. If you remember, they tried to ban the Bible on Amazon. We may be the first that they attack, but it will only continue from here. And it's a Another example is MSNBC's Joy Reid on Tuesday on her show, uh, The Reid Out. <laughs> I thought she was getting canceled. Wasn't she supposed to be getting removed? When is that show canceling? Anyways, she, um, regarding the uh, abortion issue, said that five Christian nationalists on the court are victimizing black and brown folks. Uh, in her statement in its entirety, uh, she is pretty much attacking them, trying to compare them to old court cases. Uh, I don't know how much anybody knows about Roe versus Wade. 
I don't know the entire law myself, you know, and I'm not going to lie about it. But I do know that in the law, even with Roe versus Wade, there, you know, beyond 24 weeks, abortions were banned. Since Roe versus Wade, 50 years later, science has obviously gotten much better. You have sonograms now. I mean, we have my last child. Would they did a uh, a uh, sonogram or uh, ultrasound, whatever it is? And I mean, you could literally see in the belly, like I could see my son's face in it. It was amazing. I got the pictures from it and I was blown away. And my youngest is going to be five shortly. So this was say six years ago. Well, science has gotten so good even since two years prior to that with my seven-year-old, which I couldn't get that imaging, that... We have now learned that anything beyond 15 weeks, which is the ban that Ron DeSantis put in place, uh, is considered a late-term abortion. So I don't think there should be much argument beyond 15 weeks if you are on the fence about abortion. Me, I don't think it's okay at any stage. That's me personally. That's my stance on it. I am pro-life 100%. Other people will play the game and say, okay, well, they say 15 weeks, and if we're going to listen to our 24 weeks, and we're going to listen to the science. Well, the science now dictates 15 weeks is late-term abortion. So what she does is what she's doing best. Knowing now, maybe a little more you didn't know. Hopefully you did know it. Maybe you didn't know it, and it's something new you learned. It's just great. But um, Alto's decision was based upon the foundation in which Roe versus Wade was originally upheld in the court was already flawed. And his opinion of it is, since it was already flawed in the first place, that the law should not exist on a federal level uh, and that the power should be returned to the states. And that way each state can govern as they see fit, which is what we see happening right now. It's interesting to me that she wants to point out, because we're talking about the entire Christian thing here, that five or the, that Christian nationalists are hurting black and brown communities by overturning this. I see it differently because since I know the numbers, to me, I would say they're helping black and brown communities, since you are the highest aborted communities, they're saving a lot more of your children's lives, maybe forcing people to be a little bit more responsible. It's ironic that they all attack uh, Christians. Christianity is based around hope and love and happiness and faith and knowing that there is one person that will always love you till the end and beyond, which is God. So people that base their lives around those core principles are the ones that they're trying to turn into villains. We're all villains. We're all bad people. Us uh, Christian evangelical Trump supporters, bad, bad, bad. You guys are all evil people because you're trying to either save babies' lives or we're trying to straighten out the ship here in the United States and make it better for all. We're not just in it for ourselves. We're in it for everybody. Because one thing that we understand that Democrats don't, Democrats are very selfish. It's all about me, 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 mine, 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 my cause, my cause, not yours. Ours is, no, we want to fix it so that everybody's living their best life. And I think that that was proven between the era of Obama versus the era of Trump. Now, you may have had the news media barraging you, acting like Trump is this 
horrible, scary person and wanting to make you believe that things are bad. But if you really take a step back, stop listening to all the news media outlets and look at the difference between Trump and and uh, Biden or Trump and Obama, look at how much calmer the world was. You had more money in your pocket. Everything cost less. Life was good. The United States was doing much better, and all he was trying to do was strengthen our country while all of these other people are trying to tear it down. But we are the evil ones, the ones that want to put somebody in place to help this country do as well as it can possibly do but they're going to go after us. Now, believe me, we're not the only group they're going to go after. We're just the first group because we are the biggest group. They will, if achieved, if they can get away, which we've been winning in court a lot, so I don't see any of that happening, but if they could get away with stamping out Christianity, then believe me, every religion's on the, on the chopping block. So whatever religion you follow, or uh, you're, you're, you'll be next. Let's put it that way. All right, you know that they just voted on, oh, another thing, the disgusting abortion law that they voted on that would really had no real parameters to it, that more or less said that you can uh, abort a baby up until the moment of birth, which means that, you know, the baby's coming out and, you know, we're going to see the head in in just a couple minutes here. Do you want the baby or not? Uh, Then they, these monsters would be willing to kill them in the womb and the baby's literally about to come out. Uh, so that means that this is beyond late term that at that point is infanticide that you are murdering innocent babies at that point. And I don't know what sick people would actually be willing to agree to do that, but I can tell you this much, you better pay attention in your state to who your local representatives are and see what their vote was on that bill. Because if they voted for it, just know that they voted to murder babies up until the moment of birth. So right before it comes out of mom, mom's in labor, she's fully dilated, baby's coming out any minute, they are okay with the doctor going in there, cutting the baby up into pieces, killing the baby in the womb, taking it all out and disposing of it like nothing ever happened. Okay, so pay attention to who was a yes vote on that and I can assure you, If you have an independent, a Democrat, a Republican, I don't care who it is. If they voted yes on that, just know that that your representation is he believes you feel the same way. So if you do not agree with that, make sure you vote accordingly in November and get these monsters out of office. All right, Joe Biden, sleepy, creepy, sneaky Joe Biden. Well, he's not sneaky. He's not smart enough to be sneaky. I really liked I really liked yesterday when... uh, he said Rick Scott was from Wisconsin. Yeah, it's news to me because he was my governor down here. It'd be kind of hard, but, you know, I guess when you're an idiot, anything's uh, possible. Uh, but Sleepy Creepy and his gang of misfits there up in Washington, uh, with Republican support, passed another bill helping Ukraine, which I think they need to stop passing all these damn bills helping Ukraine out because we're spending an awful lot of taxpayer dollars to help this country out. And I think that we've done as much as any country can do for them. You know, I mean, at this point, uh, either get involved in the war or get out. You know, I mean, you've done as much as we can do. We've given as much weaponry as we can give. Uh, Joe Biden is probably would be my guess, and they're not going to tell you this on the mainstream, and this is only speculation, but I'm sure he is depleting uh, the size of our reserve of military weapons and equipment 
because it, he is freely giving it all away, which is not good, you know, good news for us. If you remember one of the stories that Trump told, and he's told more than, on more than one occasion, obviously, uh, was that when he got in the White House, he had the uh, uh, leader to the military come in and say that they don't have any bullets stockpiled. And Donald Trump was blown away that he said that to him. And he said, I don't want you to ever come in here and tell me that ever again. And funded whatever he needed to fund it to make sure that we were well stocked in case of a war. You just never know. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. And like I said, this is only speculation. If Sleepy Creepy's on the same path and he is going to ultimately uh, deplete us down to where whoever the next president is, that conversation may have to be rehashed. But in assisting Ukraine, the sneaky Democrats are sneaking in $1.2 billion for the Department of Health and Human Services with a nod to the Department of Homeland Security, um, Securities Uniting for Ukraine program. They have a portion of money set aside that includes robust and increased blanket immigration provisions for Ukraine's, Afghans, and Russians. Isn't that funny? In the science, technology, engineering, and math or STEM fields. Let me ask you this. Riddle me this one question. Number one, I'm not for all this immigration crap. You just keep letting people in, letting people in. But if you are the Biden administration and you do not believe in borders and you want borders to be open, just like our southern border is overrun and has been overrun for the last year and a half, now he's allowing it in. We had 80,000 more or less unregistered, unchecked Afghans brought over, brought into the country. I guess 9-11 was of no big concern to them. Potentially, you could have some terrorists that hid in that bunch of people. And now they're here in the homeland and they're going to destroy us from the inside out. I don't doubt they could do a better job than Biden's doing right now. However, with all that being said, uh, Russians, yes, Russians, specifically in science, technology, engineering, and math, You think it's a good idea where Joe Biden is out there saying Russia is enemy number one. They are number one on the list of our enemies. You think it's a good idea that we are going to allow them into this country uh, with a fast pass to citizenship or green cards, and then they will be able to work in these fields when we know that we're always worried about, or the Biden administration is always worried about. Remember, the Ministry of Truth said that they are. it is built upon the foundation that Russia is trying to interfere or bring fake news or whatever they want to claim is happening with Russia into the United States. Now you're going to let these people in freely, let them walk around the United States, let them in to all of our intel. Sounds like a great idea. Oh my God, it's so dumb. That was in the Washington Examiner, Examiner, by the way. So if you'd like to check that article out, please read the article in its entirety. Um, but it's insane that they would even consider doing that. But with this administration, like I said, open borders is what they want. So that part of it is not uh, surprising. What's surprising to me is that if people don't know, they need to know. And if people do know and they're not outraged by this, then you, there's something wrong with you. Because this is what happened during the Clinton years, during the Obama years. You're letting all these people in, and we ultimately end up having problems like we had on 9-11. 9-11 changed everything. 9-11 was their first power grab. And they grabbed some of it, and they never gave it back. 
Okay, COVID was their next huge power grab, and they've grabbed a lot of it, and they haven't given any back. Their next attempt at a power grab is through the financial system, and they're starting to grab power. What we need to do is it is late in the hour, okay? We need to fight back with everything we have. We have to stop these types of people from destroying us as they are intended to. It is intentional. Everything that Joe Biden is doing and his administration is doing is intentional, and it all leads to one conclusion, which is the downfall and destruction of this country. That is not a fear tactic. That is not hyperbole. That is where this is going to, because if you look around you, if you haven't noticed, Every day, things get worse and worse and worse around us, and the only time that we feel a little bit better is when there is some serious pushback and we regain a little bit of ground that we lost. So we need to, from this point forward, fight by voting for people that are willing to fight to keep our country alive. Disney World. Oh, yes. Disney World's having a real tough time. (laughs) The Walt Disney Co., It's not looking so good for them. Ever since they threw their hat in the ring with all these woke corporations and they decided to have, um, or it was leaked, that they're deciding to add a lot of LGBTQ uh, agenda items into children's programming, Disney has lost about $63 billion plus. Uh, It is currently the worst performing stock on the Dow Jones. So if you had stock in Disney, you are losing your shirt. I would advise you to think and uh, be smart about your decision. Potentially, you may want to sell your stock unless you want to hold on and hope that they reverse course and go back to being a neutral company. I don't see that that's likely because it seems like they keep pushing their agenda and it doesn't seem like they're very concerned about their financials. Uh, if it was me, I wouldn't have any stock in them, but that is your financials are completely your choice. Senator Josh Halley, Republican of Montana, is introducing a bill that would strip Walt Disney Co. of its special copyright privileges, imperiling the company's control over valuable intellectual properties that could include Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Thanks to the protection of this, Disney in some cases has been granted copyright protections for up to 120 years, far longer than the original maximum of 28 years, according to Howley's office. The Copyright Clause Restoration Act would limit new copyright uh, protections to 56 years and make the change retroactive for major corporations like Disney that have been granted unusually long copyright monopolies. Uh, Howley said that the age of Republican handouts to big businesses is over. Uh, thanks to special copyright protections from Congress, woke corporations like Disney have earned billions while increasingly pandered to woke activists. It's time to take away Disney's special privileges and open up a new era of creativity and innovation. I could not agree more. Um, Disney, you know, they, they said what they had to say. This is all really in a response to what happened between Disney and Ron DeSantis since Disney said that they were going to vow to do everything they could legally to overturn Ron DeSantis's parental rights act. And, uh, this is what you get, you know, I mean, between that and people finding out that you're going to start putting all of this, uh, um, sexual content or LGBTQ content in children's programming, I think most people have got to the point where they're like, you know what? Yeah, we got the best of Disney years ago. 
and we're not interested going forward because they don't want their kids indoctrinated and they don't want their kids exposed to those types of things at such a young age. I certainly wouldn't allow my five and seven year old, not even my 14 year old to see anything with uh, sexually explicit content. I don't watch it as an adult. You know, I, I think the best movies have none of that. If you watch some of the greatest movies and greatest series of all times, uh, you know, one that I particularly like is the entire The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings series. There is no cursing. There is no nudity. There is really no sexuality in it. it I mean, and these are, I mean, fantastic movies. Up until recently, where Star Wars, they wanted to throw some stuff in there. Star Wars was another one where there was no nudity, no sexuality, no cursing in it. And Star Wars was a fantastic series. See, you don't need all of that for movies to be great. The problem is, is we don't have great content creators anymore. People and writers, they feel like they need to add all that crap in there to make a great series or a great TV show or a great movie. You don't need all of that. The best ones don't have it. So the fact of the matter is, since Disney is hell-bent on putting this into little kids' programming, they're, they're paying for their decisions right now. And good. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. Good. I'd love to go back to Disney. Don't get me wrong. I loved the theme parks. Uh, I still do love the theme parks. However, I cannot in good conscience go spend money with an organization that is literally working against everything that I believe in. And it's almost like I am at war with them that I don't believe in what you're doing. I don't believe in what you're saying. I don't like that. You're stepping into the political arena. You should have stayed neutral, make your movies and be done with it. So because they're working against me, I will not spend money with Disney. And I think a lot of people feel the way I feel, which is why they're down $63 billion. (laughs) I mean, uh, I think that's a telltale sign. You probably are on the wrong side of things. We'll see what the corporation does, you know, going forward. I would love for them to come back to a neutral point at some point in life here. And then I could enjoy Disney once again. But if they're going to maintain the uh, avenue that they're or the, the, the road they're on right now, well, then good luck to you. You know, maybe, maybe all those uh, woke people will come see you. I'm sure that the parks will be real packed. All right, Trump-backed candidates. Doing good. Trump's got a lot of clout, got a lot of pull. Anybody that this man seems to back, he's doing pretty well. As of right now, out of 59 candidates that Trump has backed over time, his record is 58-1. and That's how well. Apparently, if you get an endorsement uh, from Trump, then you're probably going to the next level. Uh, Trump-backed representative Alexander Mooney. Brought it home for the Republican nomination for West Virginia's 2nd second, second Congressional District. Representative Carol Miller, who currently represents West Virginia's 3rd Congressional District and received an endorsement from Trump, secured the Republican nomination for the, first, uh, for the state's 1st Congressional District. So, Trump's got some clout still. <laughs> Not that I ever thought it went away. But if you get that man's endorsement... Uh, that's where it's at. And I would say that's where it's at because anybody who is a true conservative who believes in America, all of us, uh, dangerous MAGA people that, uh, just, it's amazing. Make America great again. That's considered radical, but okay. Uh, all of us radicals. Yeah. We are voting for people backed by Donald Trump. Uh, 
because we believe in this country and we want this country to be the best that it can be. So Trump's doing pretty well. And I think that speaks volumes to what's about to happen in November. If Trump endorses you, chances are you're probably going to have a, uh, you're going to be a strong contender for the seat that you're attempting to get into, uh, even against the, these pesky Democrats. I think that you'll stand a much better chance. I also believe that with what we went over yesterday, and, and it's going to continue because we're getting closer and closer to elections, um, the fact of the matter is people see how the United States is right now. As a matter of fact, the inflation report came out yesterday, 8.3%. It was down a little bit from 85 nothing life-changing, still maintaining that almost 40-year high. Uh, I mean, I guess, thank you, it didn't go up any worse than that. You know, I, I was, the way it was going, I thought it would come in at nine. You know, I don't really listen to all their economists because most of the time their economists are wrong. So I thought it was coming in around nine, but we lucked out and it's at 8.3. So we can uh, hold on and wait for the next one to come out and hopefully it doesn't get much worse. Maybe it's finally leveled off, you know, in, in a good world it will. Joe Biden doesn't really have a plan, so I don't know how he plans on tackling it. And he's too busy trying to blame Putin and everybody else for it, so we'll see. But Trump's doing good, and I think uh, just seeing these preliminary rounds go through, I think that's going to be a telltale sign for what's about to happen in November. So that's where we're at Thursday. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow, remember, I got my fun fat fact for you, and I got a good one because I had a rough week, <laughs> and I, I had some interesting moments. So Friday, tomorrow's will be good. With that being said, we'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs>